I said, yo, I'm just be straight up with you. I'm here to get money. That's all I'm here for. I'm after the... <laughs> It's like I said, Nobody like Brandon has a quote that it says, "I'm, I'm after, after the gold, gold and after, after that, that the platinum." platinum. You know, man. And, I, and I said that in the interview, and I said that's where I'm at, man. And luckily, he listened to hip hop. He knew exactly what oh, I was shit. talking about. Wow, that's dope. So that's that, like, that, that's, that's dope. That's I got you. you over. Yeah. So that got me that job. Like I beat all the motherfuckers on the suits. So then I said to myself, if I can get in this suit with these motherfuckers and these and these and these great towers, you know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers are getting money. I mean, so much money that. My first day, my boss told me, yo, he was like straight up. He's like, yo, your suits are terrible. He said, your suits are terrible. So what the fuck is you doing? <laughs> yo, I, I got what I could afford. You know, so he said, uh, what size are you? I might got some shit that fits. And I said, eh. I told him my size. He's like, nah, don't fit. He's like, all right, let's go down to Century 21. I didn't know what the fuck Century 21 was. I thought it was a fucking real estate company. Real estate company. Real estate company. <laughs> I'm like, this nigga buying me a house? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit, I made it. <laughs> so, <clears throat> we go down to the store. I go in. I get fitted. Yo, he buys my first three suits. My whole shit. Yeah. Shoes the hell not. Damn, that's good money right there. And I was like, this is dope. And that's how, that was my first New York experience where I was like, yo, I'm here. I'm like, yeah. You know, I was on the phone every day, calling niggas, calling a thousand niggas, giving it, give me, give me, give me fifteen thousand dollars to invest in or whatever on Google or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was a dope job, you know what I'm saying? But for me, it was like New York was changing. Okay. After September 11th, it definitely wasn't the same. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't really feel like the spirit of New York was there after September 11th. You really saw like people really kind of shake musically. You saw them shake too. Oh yeah. Oh, everything shook. Wow. So, for me, I was like, "Deuce, I'm out." So how long you? How long was you there? You said. I was there for two years. Two years. Okay. Oh wow, that's dope. Yeah. Good experience though. New York experience is always a good experience. So I had a um a conversation with somebody the other day, one of my friends, about uh the vaccine. I posted a comment on Facebook saying you can't sell a pandemic, you can't sell a vaccine without starting a pandemic. So a couple of people got on my page and was like, oh, you can't say that. Da, 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 da. This is it. First of all, I can say what I want because it's my page. If you don't like it, just keep scrolling on, follow me on, friend me. But I just don't understand. Like, I, people going people gonna to be who they want. But I just feel as though for a government that never had our best interests in you know what I mean? They never had, you know, never cared about us. So why now? Well, why no, now? I mean, I mean, really, you have to look at it. You know what I mean? Why now? You have why? to look at it from a strategic standpoint. Four years ago, um, Bill Gates was basically talking about depopulating the earth. And why are they giving him so much power to do shit? They're giving him this nigga make video games. He doesn't have any... Any under, he doesn't have a true understanding for what the vaccines are. He's not a doctor in that in that in that area, but he's advising people to take this vaccine. My thing is this: natural immunity, natural herd immunity, has always worked throughout the history of time for man. Mm-hmm. Why won't it work now? You know, they won't do it because what they want is they want to give people the vaccine. Now, here's what people don't know about the vaccine: most vaccines are tested for three to five years. Prior to that's being what I said. To the public. That's what I said. Yeah, we know this, right? So if we know this, and your people that are making these emergency precautions for all these people to take this vaccine, it just seems kind of fishy that 
you're not going to go through this testing period without seeing what the what the repercussions of it right. long term. And that's that's the comment that I put. Right. 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 So when you're thinking outside of the box like that, what happens is people jump on you, jump on you, jump on you. Not to think, just do. But when you stop and think about it, if you think about it for, if you stop and think about it for a minute, you look at it and you say to yourself, wait a second, y'all don't know what this does to people three to five years from now, but y'all just want me to take it now as an emergency cost. Right. When the, when the death rate is less than 1%, that doesn't make any sense to me. Right. If less than 1% of the people die from this thing, and people do die from it, mm-hmm. but less than 1% of people die from this thing, then it has a lower death rate than TB does. So mm-hmm. if it has a lower death rate than TB wow. does, then why are we quarantining wow. for this? Because that's what people aren't really doing the math on. That's what people aren't really understanding. Right. So when you're looking at that, you have to ask yourself, how many people got quashed under this quarantine? How many businesses just died? And had to give it up so Amazon could make more money during this mm-hmm. quarantine. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Trade lines are all fucked up, but Amazon can still get you your shit on time. <laughs> People are mailing their shit in the mail, and it's not arriving for a fucking month to where it's sent to. Away. I ain't get my registration. But Amazon yet. can use you the shit on time. That means somebody's purposely not operating efficiently. Why? Yeah. So if you're thinking about it in that manner, this whole thing was planned because one plus one always equals two. True that. You know, so if you're looking at who's profiting from all this, it's really the private. The, law, the big private businesses that do right. the small sellers, the small retailers, they're getting destroyed. If it ain't Google killing you, it's Amazon killing you. If it ain't Amazon killing you, it's Alibaba killing you. Right. So how can you compete? Yeah. You know, if you own a small business, you look at it from the standpoint of, yo, oh, I got to maintain my business, but Amazon get these niggas these bike today. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the nigga the bike today. The nigga ordered an hour ago. Not tonight. <laughs> you ordered know order, order order enough in the day. Right. Same day. Right. Same day delivery. You ordered tonight by the time you wait to go. Right. Like, like, the nigga, you're already stealing yeah, now. Exactly. Niggas even know you. Oh, yeah. I seen you just ordered that bike. We got you, though. The next thing you're going to see, and I'm going to tell you straight up, is you're going to see Amazon machines. Drop autonomous machines driving down the street. Oh, yeah. Telling you your package outside. You're going to go out. A door's going to open. You get your package. You boom. Wow. And it'll be a 24-hour thing. Right. Wow. Them motherfuckers got a blip that releases small drones that drops packages on them. You can't. You, you're not going to make it as a small business. Them <laughs> niggas are prime themselves. They got, and they got a supermarket now. Yo, here's the thing. But this is what I try to tell people. There are, there are multiple avenues of getting money in this new economy that's getting ready to happen. Right now, you have a place called Decentraland, right? It's a virtual reality land. In this virtual reality land, niggas go to work in there. Atari is right now building a casino in Decentraland, in a virtual reality land. Wow. It's Ready Player One. There's art in there. You know what I'm saying? It's like niggas have music in there. There are concerts in there. There are parties and raves in there. In a virtual wow. land. Wow. I saw this coming, so I bought the shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? As soon as I seen it coming, I said, look, I said, that's just going to pop. It's going to have valuable. It's a scarce. Right. Niggas going to go in there. As soon as I bought my shit for $670, skyrocket, the shit skyrocketed from $600 for one to $25,000 for one. Damn. So I put $675 and it went to $25,000 in three months. To me, that was just a safe investment. Right. My father was like, sell that shit. I said, why? <laughs> it was only three months. Yeah. Oh, nigga, what do you think it'll be in a year? Right. 
looking at 500k. Mm -hmm. Because all these companies are coming in there. Yeah. And everybody's going to start investing in this shit. What was for? I'm patient. We just sit on this property. It's value. It's gaining value every day. Right. So because that property is gaining value every day, I look at it from the standpoint of being an investor and saying, I could be patient. I ain't poor. Far from it. So now I can just do what the fuck I want. I'm going to just sit there and let that money go. Mm, right. This money over here, boom. Put 5000 out on that motherfucker. I know as soon as it gets released, I'm paying. Mm, mm. Like, I, I invested in something last week. It was like $20. It went to 500 mm. It made sense. And that's how we have to start looking at things. Looking at what you can plant your seed in, be patient enough for it to blow, and then let it blow. Right. Okay, I can't. I don't see how motherfuckers trusting Johnson and Johnson, and y'all niggas can't even get baby powder right. Like, think about talking about Like, y'all giving niggas cancer with baby powder, and y'all think I'm supposed to trust your vaccine? Your vaccine? So that's that's the thing. And do you know what mRNA is? No. So mRNA is pretty much a a substitute for anything that could be like it could be it could be. It could be uh, caveman fucking genetics. It could be any simulated genetics they put in your DNA <clears throat> to basically make an mRNA. It's altered. Okay. Mm. So now, when that's altered and it's put in your system, then what happens is, is it, it formulates an antibody around some of the things that potentially can kill you. But what they don't tell you is what's in that fucking mRNA. Mm. Nobody really knows. They're just taking it because it's an emergency purpose. Go ahead, take it. We don't know what's going to do you down the line genetically. Right. That's what I said about the um, COVID shot. I was just saying that, like, yeah. you don't know long-term effects. Like, everybody right. taking now is part of the trial. Like, y'all all y'all are part of the trial. Y'all are the test. Y'all are the trial. Because what shit start happening in five years from now, or motherfuckers start having complications, then you're going to start seeing commercials. Like, have you taken the COVID-19 shot in 2021 or 2022? Well, if you have... Then you could probably have a suit. Right, a loss. Right, or, or that's the best case scenario. Exactly. Right. That's the best that's case the scenario. Best what if it mutates your, mutates your fucking DNA long term you know into something that shouldn't be mutated? You know right. Saying? Like it's like y'all just want to start I Am Legend? Right. Yeah, Fuck wrong with y'all. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Out. I you just know, don't and, get and it. That like, would be a dramatic case, but. Here's and it's thing, crazy because they may, they're really targeting like the older people though. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. Okay, so y'all y'all might even make it five years down the road. They're targeting older people who are at the end of their lives anyway. Mm-hmm. And using them as the crutch, but like they right. got it, nothing really. They're trying to them. like I'm telling you, a part of this is about depopulation. Another part of this is about saving their environment, though too. So if you're looking from this standpoint, the carbon footprint on humanity right now has gone down because people are inside. You don't have gas emissions going to the air like you used to have, right? Right. Because people are hardly outside. Mm-hmm. So that's about cutting down on the carbon emissions. So right. I think that, that was also a part of the play. Because well, yeah. as soon as the United States left the Paris Treaty, this all of a sudden happened out of nowhere. Right. How? That's crazy. Now, do you think the, pan- the, uh, the, the uh, pandemic just going up and go away? Because um, basically states and cities are going I broke. Feel they're just gonna, they're, they're like, going broke. They're like, oh, well, my fault. <laughs> <laughs> My fault. We we all had it wrong. It ain't, it's like, it ain't that bad. <laughs> it really bent your country in half. Like you, you got like you said, motherfuckers going out of business, but Amazon's still surviving. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got motherfuckers really like. You. I mean, you want to see what you want to see is this. They're creating a vacuum. Texas for, said, "Fuck it." They're they're creating a vacuum for jail systems. Look at it like this. 
if you can't work in one of these Amazon centers, where are you working at? You're mm. not. You committed a crime. Because all they're going to do is say, hey, we'll pay you $15 per hour. That'll be at a natural wage for people. Right. These Amazon centers in the building are fucking huge. Yeah. They're the size of like 10 and 12 football fields. Yeah, them Jones is crazy. And all these people are going to be working in here? Like, you if y'all haven't filled these all 10 out. 10 Walmarts put together. Right. <laughs> Jones big as shit, But that's what yo. it's going to be. A package. Jones in debt for it is crazy. So what you're looking at is America reversing roles with China. Right. Because China, that used to be all they did. Mm-hmm. They all in the sweatshops. Mm-hmm. Now they're not. Now some of them are coming out and they're being million billionaires. Yeah. Like left and right. China has more millionaires and billionaires than any other country in the world. Oh, for sure. So they're they're switching roles right now. And when you see them switching roles, that's how you know the jokes is up for the United States. Most niggas are going to be working in the fucking warehouse because they can't get a job someplace else. Right. Shit, Colorado sold $187 million worth of legal weed last year. You know what I mean? What, what they should have been doing with that money is giving it to education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really what's fucking that's up really right, right now. All right. right. Yeah. Education that's system is, 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 is getting hit the worst. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All these kids, right. nobody's learning. No. Nobody's learning. Nobody's learning no more. First of all, it was hard to keep their fucking attention while they in, while they in, in class. class. And right. that was even better because at least you had shit you can probably do and, or little games here and there. Now it's like kids get so bored looking at this fucking computer screen. Right. Like, it's so boring to them just by that. Like, it's... Is it, shit hard? I think it's just I a time... I, I'm I glad I'm not teaching them. I think it's the time that you take in... And educate your kids more yourself now but because that, that, they are home. But, but, I mean, but you got to think about that. I mean, what, what, what community is going to get affected Our the most? School. Because a lot of black communities, they're not really that educated. But, what is, it's, it, but here's the thing. And they don't have patience. At the end they of the day, it's the, the curriculum. That's true. That's it's the true. curriculum. Yeah. Yeah. It all comes out of the curriculum. If the curriculum doesn't mean shit, why would I show up to school? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's what a lot of people, you know, are looking at. Like, if the curriculum doesn't mean shit, then... Why would I go to school? Right. And if it's not teaching me how to survive, then what yeah. does it matter? Mm-hmm. If it's not teaching me how to thrive, it doesn't matter. Right. You know, that's, that's what we really have to look at. Like, what's the curriculum teaching me? If the curriculum hasn't t- taught me how to write a check, right? Because a lot of a lot of schools, schools don't, teach don't teach kids teach how to write that. checks. Right. Right. Exactly. If the curriculum exactly. hasn't taught me to write checks. It hasn't taught me to be a boss or master my own destiny. No, so the check writers are the ones right, who the, have the, the money to get. The fucking education system teaches right. you to be a worker. You know what right. I mean? It don't teach you how to be an right. entrepreneur or to be a boss. No, it teach you how to be a worker and try to get ahead in the corporate ladder and all that shit. Right. You know what I mean? That they that them bullshit schools be teaching you and shit. Like. Right. And that's the thing. That's the plan. It's basically to make you a manufactured worker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all it is. Just manufacture you as a worker. Prison the pipeline. All yeah. that shit. I mean, you think know about what I mean? If you live off of Erie Avenue, um, if you live off of, um, what is it? Allegheny, those homes were all built by Tasty Cake. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know where the Tasty Cake factory is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those homes Steve were all built by right. Tasty Cake. Steve grew right there. Mm-hmm. Now, those were built for the workers of the Tasty Cake mm-hmm. factory. That's what they were built for. Okay. Like on some Hershey shit. Right. Mm-hmm. So they could know when people were and were not around. Niggas didn't have seven, like five days to work and two days off. Niggas worked every day. Mm. The only day you really had off was the fucking July 4th. Wow. <laughs> the rules on working and work rules changed with Westinghouse. So okay. those niggas would basically be packed inside of there because they had to keep them in a worker mind, right? 
If you want somebody to feel like they left the factory, you let them leave the factory, but they go back to another place that you manufacture for them so you can spy on them. Those streets, if you go down them, the way they're curved, you can go down and see who the fuck is and who is not home. So you know if a nigga missed work, yo, what the fuck was you doing? Wow. <laughs> Why wasn't you at work? Right. I know where you live. Mm. We set these cribs up for you to buy so you live near the fucking factory. Mm-hmm. So right. You can watch so you can be at work all the time. We can watch. Exactly. Right. Ideally, if we had if we had circles, circular blocks in cities and cul-de-sacs, my mentalities would change. Mm. Think about Damn. it. Suburbs have cul-de-sacs. Cities don't have cul-de-sacs. Because right. yeah. they don't want you to feel like you have some peace. Mm. Wow. What's, and then what's the first thing you do to the black community? Put a highway through it. Yeah. That's the that's the illest thing they ever did. Put a, cut a highway through a black community. Mm. Cut them off. Divide yep. them. Divide them. Make yeah. them Even like back in the day, my yep. pop was from Johnson home, so he couldn't cross Broad Street. Yeah. Right, your dad was from South Philly, right? No, North Philly. North Philly. Oh, Johnson, oh, Johnson, Johnson home. home. Johnson right, right. 27 and Red. So he right. couldn't cross Broad Street. You know what I'm saying? Or he get fucked up. Right. So, that, I mean, even Broad Street divided motherfuckers. That's why. And they all going through the same shit. That's the fucked up part about it. Everybody going through the same shit, but you divided yourselves because they named the street differently. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, but and that's how it is in South Philly. You got South Philly is you got we all stuck between basically a certain part. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, um, across the tracks, which is like Christian Street, Carpenter Street, South Street. South Street was all black. My dad said when he was a kid. Yep. South Street was a black. Mm-hmm. Was all black. Mm-hmm. All the churches around there. If you riding around there, they all black churches still there. And you be like, well, you know what I mean? If you pay it any mind, but that area, like second and south, third and south, fourth and south, fifth and south, black people lived on them blocks. They got pushed out because they wanted to make that, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, a tourist attraction, a business, a business district. But yeah, man, that's crazy. Like I, my dad said, yeah, I had friends that lived on fourth and south and fifth and south and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah. He like, yeah, the whole entire South Street though, from like second. All the way to fucking tiny field pool, like where you got to turn yeah. to get on the e-way. That was all black. Mm. It's a rib joint that was there for like fifty years. On 20, used to be on twenty second and um south. Okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. The rib joint they used to be there forever. Tomorrow. Yeah, so it's crazy. Crazy how they like you said how they boxed us in because you know like I said when we was kids we had territorial. You know, we couldn't go in certain areas by ourselves because the white people, you know, they would try to fight us. And grown men, and we were your kid. So we had to go places like we like went to the Bronx Sales type like shit. Like we went to the lakes to go swimming. Like with some Bronx Sales. Right. We would have to go with older kids, you know what I mean? Right. Because we knew if we seen the white boys, we was going to get, we was going to be some shit. You know, and that's, that's so, the worst part about it. And because, like, if I they deal with shit like that, listen, you'll see one. Now, I'm talking about seven, eight years old. When you walking, you'll see two, right? And then you be like, oh shit, we just seen the white boys. And you keep going. But on the way back, they're going to be waiting for y'all 30 deep because they're going to go and tell them the nigga got to come back this way. They get home. Y'all going this block, you going this block, and y'all going this block. That happened before. My mother worked at Methodist Hospital. Oh, oh shit, Broad yeah. Right, right on Broad Street. Street. Yeah, right on Broad and like, mm-hmm. Broad and Wolf. Yeah. Broad and Wolf. So, in the summertime, to keep me out of trouble, she would bring me there 
to work in the hospital. So I worked in the food mm. department. So I used to do blood runs. You know what I'm saying? So like one time I went to the Seven Eleven that's across the street, mm-hmm. and I went in there to play um, Street Fighter because they had Street Fighter in that motherfucker. I, I was I love Street Fighter, yeah, and these boys moved up on me and uh, the, the, the the boy I was with because me and him was working together, and he took his money. You know what I'm saying? And then walked out. They act like they was watching the video game, and then they took his money and walked out. So when he went looking for his money, um, he was like, "Yo, they got me." I said, "What?" And I'm like winning the shit. He said, he said, they got me. He ran outside. I ran outside. We chased these boys. It was like four of them. We chased them. We got to the neighborhood. And as soon as we got to the neighborhood, all the motherfuckers was out there. I was like, yo. And they will fuck you up. Them white boys are tough. I was like, they got they you. Blessing, man. Yeah, they got you. <laughs> they got you. I knew, look, I was boxing. So I knew my hands was yeah. great. But that many, nah. Uh, yeah, man, that shit crazy, man. It was like, and we had, you do, if you go past Broad Street, you have to deal with the Italians. You go past Snyder Avenue, you got to deal with Irish. the Italians. You go past 27th Street, Irish. you got to deal with the Irish. Yeah. So, like, what the fuck is a lose-lose situation? Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is, this is, we went through this basically my whole fucking childhood. But you have to remember <laughs> that they're taught that through schools. That's why we think schools are bullshit. My they're brother. T- they're, they're taught that through schools. We're taught the same bullshit. And then we acquiesce to them. Yo, we can show up and mob these niggas. Listen, but we don't. Listen to this. My brother went to a Catholic school, right? Mm-hmm. On uh, 29th and Tat, 29th and Dickinson. It's a all, it was a majority, it was basically all, only like five black people went to the school back then in the late, in the late 70s. And he used, he basically, his cousins had to come up and meet him and walk him home every day. Yeah. Every that. day. <clears throat> used to be like every day. My, my mother's so sore. Not like one day. No, every day. Yo, having to run from the from the bus from one street to the next because the bus won't go this this way, and having to dart out and keep keep going so nobody fucks with you. Mm-hmm. Yo, I'm telling you, that's why you need to create a structure of, of like a mob structure. But we don't have no structure where we say, yo, y'all better not fuck with us, or these niggas are coming. Exactly. That's what you. That's what you need to have. Where you, yo. Don't fuck with us because these niggas are coming. These niggas will come. Yeah. They they're not, it's not an if, it's a when. That's the if. So if we don't set up structures like that where people fear us, they're going to keep doing they're this shit to us. keep doing it. Like, like I, I love, uh, like, um, there's a group y'all need to look up called New Era Detroit. I love them niggas because they press niggas. Yeah. They don't sit there and be like, oh, no, blah, blah. They press niggas. I'm all for that. Like, if I need something, if I'm, yo, I'm pressing you. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, my hands always pounding the table. Like, where's ours? Right. You know what I'm saying? So when you go press niggas like that, you tell them like, yo, y'all not gonna operate this motherfucker anymore because you disrespected us. We're gonna replace you with us, and that's that. And you just do it with your money and you do it with your muscle because we can't keep doing shit with niggas who are giving donations. Donations don't work. Right. Muscle works. Muscle works to get the donations. Mm-hmm. You can't go, hey, can you please give me something? Yeah, right. Can you please that give shit me food? Not work. Can you please give me justice? No, no, no. These niggas are going to muscle you into doing that shit. Mm-hmm. Correct. They, here, we're going to muscle you. We can muscle you economically. We can muscle you physically. We'll make it so you're never comfortable. We'll muscle you. Like, we don't, we, we love gangsters. We don't understand gangster mentality, though. Right. Exactly. Because that was, that was the case when we doing half the shit. If you understand, like, if these, these niggas understood gangster mentality, <coughs> They wouldn't be killing each other. <coughs> They'd be formulating gangs. <coughs> you know what I'm saying? 
<coughs> you can't be a gangster with no gang. <coughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. How you going? That don't even make sense. You can't be a gangster with no gang. Yeah. Figure out how to work with this. This is called an acquisition and merger. We're stronger than you. We know what you want to do over here. Combine with us. We can all eat. We can all get it. Yo, niggas love big meat. They love they love Larry Hoover. They love all these things. These niggas got niggas together. Yeah. Yeah. You can't you 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 are no gangster if you don't have a fucking gang. If you don't know how to organize niggas to the point where you say, yo, I know we got some differences, but this shit over here is real money. Right. Let's gang up on this shit together. Let's get money. Everybody prospers. If I can sit across from the table, I'll tell you, look, let's get money over here. Fuck all that other shit. I understand. We well, we we lost yeah. both on both sides. Let's get the money so we don't have to take any losses. We don't have to worry about scavenging and running around for scraps. The motherfuckers dump to us. Right. Because they're upstairs eating the salmon. We down here eating the fucking, you know what I mean, the shrimp, the, the little shrimp that they gave us. It ain't even the biggest shrimp. Right. So if we're not thinking about it from that aspect, then we lost. I'm often like, when I go to L.A., like, I, I have I have friends and family on both sides of, of, of colors. And I look at it, I'm like, yo, like y'all do the same shit. Y'all do the same, exact same shit. shit yeah. mm, like exact I can't even shit. I have to go visit this cousin and then go meet this cousin someplace to go to this to this cousin's house because if I go in there, it could go down. Between cousins? No. Because oh. they don't know who I am. Oh shit. So we gotta be you gotta walk wow. with somebody then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It could go down. You gotta you gotta have a representative. Yeah. yeah. But you I'm coming to get you, but boom, all right, cool. Mm. Go from one cousin to the next cousin, right. yeah. next cousin, just to travel. Yeah. And don't them cousins don't talk. Can't talk. Can't meet. Mm. That's crazy. You know what I mean? And then they like people think like when they look at C Y G and Nip. Like being cool and stuff like that. That's just one faction. There's many other factions mm, that right. will that have a forever war. But they do the same thing. If they sat there and said, "You know what? Fuck all this other shit. shit we're gonna just turn our shit black. We all black. Black, 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 black bandana, black, whatever. Yeah. This is what we're rapping right now. We're putting this on, and we put that on. We we all decide, hey, we're gonna wear black. Right. That's gonna be all of us, and then we're gonna rap. We're gonna take this. We're going to start this community center over here. We're going to start the supermarket. We're going to fund this over here. Okay, here's how we're going to profit. We're not going to allow these things in our community. So, boom, 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 you can't do this. We have programs to get people off these drugs. We're healing them. We have the programs to get, get these kids some level of consciousness where we control the system around us. We don't need to send them to your schools. Right. We'll educate our own. Once we educate our own, we sit there and we say to ourselves, hmm, now that we educated ourselves on blockchain technology, AR technology, you know what I mean, VR technology, you know what I mean, that's augmented and virtual reality. Now we can work in, in cyber space, or we can work, you know, in the metaverse. Right. Now we can create our art and create value around ourselves. Now we have our own currency. Boom, boom, boom. Those people who are soldiers, make them soldiers. You know, if you know, you, if you know you're willing to, willing to die for your folks, protect mm. your community. Right. Be a soldier for your community. Mm. Do those things. You know, I think that we spend too much time just, you know, being in love with the glamour of wearing jewels and having guns rather than using those jewels to make more mm -hmm. money and actually grabbing guns to, connect, you know, protect each other. You know, right. who protects anybody around here? Mm -hmm. if, some, if I walk outside and something happens to me, who protects anybody around here? Nobody. 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 You depend on the cops. 
mm-hmm. who will kill you anyway. Don't like, care. Yeah. So that's that being a gangster mind, having a gangster's mind, truly being a gangster would say, yeah. yo, we need protection right here for everybody. So nothing happens to anybody here. So if a motherfucker's right here, that's right they said that's how the gang started. Oh. Yeah, I mean, but that's what you need. Essentially, that's what you need in the communities. You need those gangs. You need niggas who will sit there and say, I don't have a job right now, but if we take care of each other's community, we make sure we can grow, grow vegetables mm-hmm. in our, on our roofs or in our backyards. Mm-hmm. Yo, you got some, you need tomatoes? I got lettuce over here. Mm-hmm. I got carrots over here. Everybody you need carrots? Sure you need Yo, all these backyards can be doing it. Right. Instead of having to rely on somebody else to bring you food, and if they can't bring you food, you don't have any seeds. Mm-hmm. Seeds are valuable right now, very valuable. People yeah. underestimate how valuable they are. If you have seeds, you can grow life. If you don't have seeds, you can't. If you have people who don't have to plant, they're dead in the water if something happens out here. True. Those are the things mm-hmm. that need to be taught in our communities. Right. You know, because we're not teaching that to each other. Right. Then we're putting ourselves in a position and where it's crazy. we can't win. It's crazy because my neighbor, um, oh, well, rest in peace, his name was Mr. Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And he, neighborhood barber, he independent, you know, work. He cut hair out of his house. When my dad was a kid, he used to cut my dad's hair. And when I was a little kid, he used to cut my hair. And Mr. Mitchell, they tore the house down next to him, and he bought the he bought the lot. And he started uh, growing vegetables on his lot. And, you know, he had cabbage and lettuce and all that, tomatoes, and growing, just growing vegetables. And he would cut them during they, you know what I mean? And give them out to the people in the neighborhood, and give and give them out, you know, and get them vegetables out, yo, Mister Mitchell. Now imagine if everybody did that, right? If everybody did that, then you have an abundance, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you could start drawing food. Then go out to these farms and go get these eggs or whatever, or raise, have a house that raises chickens with natural feed, right? Instead of getting this beefed up other shit, yeah. like these chickens aren't natural. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you look at it from a structure, you know, you create the structure around yourself so that you can sustain yourself as a community. Have rain catchers. You can catch rain. Just don't tell the city. Because they got a law against it. But you catch rain, and then what do you do? You have a house that purifies them. You have a purifier. And then what do you right. have? Fresh water continually fresh water. coming in. Right. You ain't got to worry about the fucking city's water. Because now you have fresh water coming in that you can give everybody in the block because y'all had rain catchers. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know wow. what I'm saying? Those are the smart things to do to be able to sustain yourself. Because if you're, if you're dependent on the city to keep your water on, your lights on, and all that other shit... Kiss it goodbye. Right. You know, so we need to think differently. That's why I say get the money from the top and create the structure from the bottom. So we should all be looking to become millionaires and billionaires because at the end of the day, if we can get to that point where we are that rich, then we can change the structure of everything behind us. Right. My objective is to change things behind me. So I'll give money to this school and that school. Boom, boom, boom. Y'all need computers? I got y'all. I got these computers. You know, because at the end of the day, when I'm giving you a computer, I'm giving you access to, you know, to a revolution. Right. Freedom. Right. So that makes the most sense to me. Mm-hmm. So what's the name, Pat? That makes sense, yo. Definitely. So, um, <clears throat> fucking, uh, what you think about Stacey Dash saying that she made a mistake and she, uh, sided with Trump and... Being with Fox now, she she is. She says she made a mistake, and she basically wants to apologize to the black community and black men for tearing them down for so long and stuff like that. Like, what do you did? You hear about that? What do I you, what, about what do you make least, of that? I didn't. I didn't. 
I, I think it's really irrelevant. Too much into her. She's irrelevant. Yeah. Right, and she's never she's really been. To stay but she's never really been like uh, necessary in the black community. Right. No, I mean no, because she's been in Hollywood. Hollywood yeah. tends to fuck people up. Right. You know I mean, like if you ever spend, like I'm spending extensive time in Hollywood, and it's not really a, it's not a great place. You know what I mean? Spiritually, it feels good to just right. be around. But when you see some of the ugliest hearts of the people who live there, you be like, yo, this is a fucked up place. Right. You know, because when you see some of the shit they do, you be like, yo, what the fuck are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so when you see a person who like that, who grew up in Hollywood, basically, you know, since she was a teenager, it tends to fuck with you because she doesn't really identify with she the regular nigga struggles. Right. Right. You know, she's always, she's been famous she's most of her life. life. Yeah. Right. That's she's been true. famous since she was 15, 16 years old. Yeah, that's true. You know, so, so you seeing her, it's like. You ain't never been mm-hmm. in touch with reality. Yeah, yeah, she's never had a struggle, Cross so she doesn't really understand that. And it's not necessarily her fault. So when I look at her, I'm just like, you know what? That's what, that's what, that's really what, that's really what white folk do. Mm-hmm. That's how they really fuck you up. They make you feel like you're a part of what they're part of, but at the end of the day, you're not really accepted. Uh, you're tolerant. I'm really tolerated, that's yeah. all. You know, she was, she's realizing she was tolerated. Right. You know, she thought she was special, but they were like, no, you're just another nigga. They had to let her know in some way. That's why she's coming back. Because a person like her with an ego like that, she's not going to crawl back. She just, she's usually living in dominant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For her to come back and say, you know, I was fucked up, I was wrong, I was wrong. Yeah. You had your nigga wake up on it. Mm-hmm. Somebody gave it to you on that side. Yeah. That's somebody, why you came back. Somebody really hurt our feelings. Yeah, your nigga like, wake up on it. Let her know you was a nigga. Yeah. Oh, you shit. You just a regular you nigga. You just the fuck out of you, huh? Mm-hmm. It's your nigga wake up moment. You just realized you was pretty wrong. <laughs> Go back and look at the other shit you did. It's sad. And you look like a coon. So I think that she's getting what she deserves. Exactly. You know, if she got a nigga wake up moment, she got to come back. She got to bow down to niggas. Hey, Here it is. Happened. The black people win. Now she trying to bow down. Everybody <laughs> trying to that shit. Go ahead about your life, Stacey Dash. <laughs> Go ahead about your life. So what's my man's name? Uh, what's his name? The the the, the black male, the, the other male basher. Jackson. Derek Jackson. Derek Jackson. You heard about him? That's the boy who... Who be bashing men, black men and shit. And be telling... Well, he got caught cheating on his wife in his bed with another woman. Yeah, I mean, apparently he was going for a long time, but like, right. you, you know the spirit people. Because you got to be comfortable. Like, you really got to be comfortable bringing that bitch in No, you know what I mean? He ain't going to be like that forever. It was no, but it, was, yeah. it, was, it, was, it never came off as authentic to me. Mm-hmm. me it never either. came off as authentic. Me I looked neither. at it like, yo, this is, you're selling out dudes to look good in front of women when you know you're doing the same right. fucking thing. You're hypocrite. You know you're you doing the same thing. You're doing the same thing. So to me, it just looked kind of crazy because I just, I said like, what is the purpose of all this? Right. Like the fact that you, you, you know, that you. You're the worst type of nigga. You're right. The you're worst the nigga type. that sell your own out. Yeah. You're the first nigga that would snitch. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Definitely. That's the worst type of nigga right there, the one who will tell. You don't want to be around him. Right. Because yeah. he'll give you up. Yeah. Like, but, the you, but you feel those people. Right. You feel like the you energy feel through the camera. The energy you know what I mean? Talk to him. You're like, yo. That nigga started off like, man, it was a nice day. It was 85 degrees, right? <laughs> he started telling the weather. We was chilling. And I saw him take it, but, you know, I didn't think he was going to really take it. And then it got cool. <laughs> He a nut though, man. That's what you get, man. Like shit like that don't come back. You 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 tried to like 
I'm sure you got a, probably got a lot of women off of that. You know what I mean? And that's of course. What it was. And that's, that's what it was. was. So look what happened. You know, it came you, right you, back you around full circle. You do that so they can come at you because you trying to bash you. And all the women supposed to feel you and feel you know, right. I mean, you the ultimate yeah. dude. And, and they come right back. And you supposed to be the whole, uh, you know what I mean, commitment, committed dude. Right. And you don't cheat. And, but that's a sucker move. Because at the end of the day, you knew, you could tell by the way you were like, talking. This is, this is dramatic as shit. Right. It's, like, right. it's like telling on your homie so you can get a draw. Exactly. Yeah, that's what you it was. Exactly. That's, that's what, what he was, was doing. That's exactly. what he was doing. Yeah, that's basically what it was, and it just it came off as inauthentic. And I just looked at it like, yo, he's embarrassing. This is an embarrassment. That's like, um, so that's like the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma announcers. That game, the girl. Oh, game. the bull said. And, oh, yeah, they said they blamed on diabetes. So, what you mean? Your, your blood sugar low made what, so, you. So yeah, yeah. So your blood you, sugar was low, so it made you just spread yeah. out, niggas. All crazy, like call them all types of filthy we, niggas. The other thing, that was stupid. I think we give too much power to it. Exactly. By letting them even by letting them even get shocked by it, and I just we, we right. Why are we right? Why we just say crackers at the same time? Exactly. At the same time, because if you say think about it like this, how many times do you think you've heard nigga in a rap song versus cracking? Wow. <laughs> a million or one. Hmm. Hmm. A million or one. Yeah. Not a lot. So think about that. You're giving power to the word, right? right. Supposedly, by just, you know, it's a term of endearment. At times, it's not, right? But you're giving power to the word where these motherfuckers continue to use it as opposed to you turning the word on them. Right. And making them feel guilty. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, what I do is when 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 when, when <clears throat> white people, but, when they race, when I come across a racist white person, I just start busting on them and giving them their own history and telling them, like, you know, don't even give them their power. Like, 10% of your people probably got tails in your family. Um, you come from the Caucasus Mountains. Y'all used to walk but here's on the, the forest. Thing. I don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't give power to it. Here's what I, you know I, what I don't mean? even lead into it. Here's the thing. I what I do is I just make sure that I have a conversation with them. I tell them to go that. back to their own country. You know what I mean? You don't even have to do that because I give, a power, I give power to the to the situation where I, I stand over them. Just intellectually. I just... Talk to them about certain things that they don't really understand. Right. Mm-hmm. Speaking of jargon they don't know. That's in their own language that they were supposed to have so. taught us. And then I start having that conversation with them and that's when they start squirming. Mm. When you start when 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 a motherfucker you, feels you start you, telling the motherfucker, showing the motherfucker how intelligent you are. Yeah. That's when you start squirming. Now you're worried. I'm the nigga you had to worry about the whole time. Right. The quiet one over there. Fuck with. I'm the nigga who sat back and watched and just okay, we're playing chess. This is the this is going to be the ugliest game of chess in the world, but <laughs> win, you know what I'm saying. So you have to be that person to be able to make them truly understand what mm-hmm. it is to fear you, because they don't fear your prowess because they got guns. Right, and they and they think the word they they use it as a like it's it, it's it's a. It's, so, a, it's a negative term. Like it's, a it is. it's a negative term. Like because like, even you you even see two little white boys say, "Fuck out of here, nigga." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or they don't even use it as yeah. right, right. You like, know what I mean? Like, like the hard eating. Yeah, yeah, like you nigger, right. like you a fucking that nigger. They say that nigger. hatred. You know what I'm saying? There's a hatred tone with it. This mm-hmm. is what they're saying because really, tonality is something we have to understand. When I say certain words to you, I'm cursing you or I'm throwing a spell right. at you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hit me that bottle real fast. The curse word. I just said a mm-hmm. spell that made you hand me the bottle. I give you a tonality that made you understand that I wanted that bottle. That's a spell. Mm-hmm. 
That's why intention is so important. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Intention is important because when I put out a spell and I say something, I want it to happen, right? So if you say, yo, go give me that. You just said a spell to make me go do that. So when they're saying nigga, they're trying to curse you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So you need to find something that moves them back in that it, back in that same manner because it's all tonality anyway. That's why, like, when, when you meditate, you hum, right? Mm. Why are you humming? You're giving out a tonality that relaxes you. Mm. So you have to understand when we talk to each other, when we're speaking to each other, there's a tonality behind it that really says to spell how we feel. Right. Like, if you say to me, yo, how was the party? But that's crazy how you just said that, which made me go back to think about how that's what mental kids do to calm themselves down. Yes. Um, yeah, either they yeah. hum or they rock. Or they rock. Yes, you know what I'm saying? And they're they're and when they rock, that, they are rock with the hum of the beat. That's right. their comfort. They yeah. have, so it's here's what's happening. Right. Frequency is what they're trying to tune back into. Because mm-hmm. that's what the problem is. They're off frequency. Yeah. They're living in a life. They don't really understand what's happening. They just know their own happiness or own sadness within the life they're living. Frequency. Mm-hmm. They're humming back and forth to the tone of the beat in their mind. Yeah. So that's what you see. It's the same as when you're dancing to a beat and you say, mm, 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 mm. I just said a tone that make both of your heads not at the same time, right. on the same beat. Tonality. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So we have to watch how we talk to each other because how we talk to each other makes a difference on how we end up treating each other. Wow. It's more like having conversations or serious conversations through a sex message because you don't understand. Because you, you don't know emotion. You don't know how tell, they're coming. I used to tell. I tell people. You don't know the, the tone of There's them. No emotion. And you don't know how they. Right. Unless a motherfucker using quotation like marks and, and exclamation. You don't know. Like well, you, you, like you, you can say what. Woman. Like right. what could be what or what, just what? Like what? Or, you know what or, I'm saying? Or what? Like you don't understand. Like like I said, there's no emotion in text, so you can't. No. Can't or can't be sensed. Right. That's why niggas talk greasy to each other on Twitter and they don't talk to each other in real life. Right. Because it, it don't be that in real life when y'all na- when you talk to niggas in person. Yep. You talk to niggas in person, it's a whole different tone. I'm giving you a whole different frequency out. It could be really good, it could be really bad. But I'm giving you a tonality. And, 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 you, and you control that. Right. right. You, you know how to tone it so that right. yo, a person understands you know what, what, you, what you're saying. You know a respectful tone and you know a disrespectful energy. Yeah, every of course, every time. Everybody knows everybody You knows can feel it. it. Yo, you don't even gotta say nothing. Sometimes they don't even have to say nothing. You can feel, yeah, you can feel it. You can feel that shit. You can feel the tension there, like when motherfuckers break up and nobody know about the breakup, mm-hmm. but they in the same room and you everybody yeah. think or it, it, they used to be together, so everybody right. still think together. But they, you're like, what the let fuck me tell you something. You're like, I was in South on. Philly and I came with my people. Somebody came with their people. Things could have gone very wrong if tonality was. Not given correctly, right? Could things could have gone very, very wrong because everybody would have just been hurt badly. <laughs> in tonality, my tone really kind of dictated how the meeting went, and I could not be like ah, because it had been it had been a bloodbath, right? Smarter, smarter thing for me to do is where I'm at, boom, boom, boom. You know I mean? respectfully, boom, boom, boom. respectfully, boom, boom. okay, great, things went great, but it could have been bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and just I learned from that experience that tonality means everything. The respect, right. the lines of respect always mean everything and making sure that you survive. Because if I could talk to you with a great tone, we sit down at the table, we break bread, then we go forward. Then we then we go forward. Mm-hmm. Breaking bread is not just 
breaking bread. Mm-hmm. Breaking bread is yo. Let me make sure you got you, you got enough in your cup. You make sure you got enough of mine. We eat together. When you eat with niggas, it's always a celebration. Right. It's always a a a, 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 a exchange of respect. Mm-hmm. When we sit at the table. We breaking bread with the wheat. Breaking bread. It's always a, a a tone of respect. Right. So if we want to really kind of cross borders, we don't have those conflicts. Sit down at the table. We gonna eat. Every mom meeting has a dinner. Right. Every last one of them. You see them, they got food. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Just like the mom. I, think I, about I that. People don't think about that shit. We all sit at the table. We all eat. It's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is your favorite favorite, favorite meal of the year. Why? Because you're breaking bread with your family. Mm-hmm. So if you sat there and break bread with your enemies for a minute and sat down at the table, so look, respectfully, boom, boom, this is bad. You got bread over here. We got boom, boom. Make sure you got enough macaroni, boom, boom. Let's have this meeting. Because right now, we might be running a little crime syndicate doing these things, but later on down the line, we could own the next, you know, stock. All right, but what if it's a breakfast and you at that meeting and the guy put sugar on his grits in front of you? No, nah, then it's, it's got to be war. It's got to be war. That's me. That's one of his most hated things. Can't come to an agreement on that. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's funny. So did you say, so you're just going to put shit on your grits and it's being like this? Like, Fat Tony Killer. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, that right there is disrespect. Get him. Seriously. I don't want to see his face. That's why I don't understand why people are so surprised, especially black people, when you find out that a celebrity is racist or some shit like that. Like they had a picture of Taylor well, I mean, Swift. Why, but the thing about Everybody it is, why wouldn't they? We, right. we no award way. so many passes to people. Right, exactly. Don't even, check the don't even know. Right, right. Yeah, checking the passes. Who was awarded? Oh, so-and-so can dance. And all they did was still dance, but was to take the credit and the money for it. Exactly. So what the fuck? Who cares? If they, you don't. They don't invite you to the cookout. Just Justin because he Timber, can riff. Justin right. Timberlake. Just, Everybody invited Justin right. Timberlake. Just because he can riff, like, cause, like a black guy. He did what he did. You know what I'm saying? Sold out Janet Jackson. Sold her out, and mm-hmm. it was like, wow, you really gonna sell her out like that? And then what did we do? Nothing. What's up, y'all? You know what I'm saying? So if you look at it from that standpoint, it's like, yo, y'all was handing y'all was handing the the, the, the the cookout badge out too early. Right. You know. He slid it back into his little hole because what did he do? He benefited off of black music. Yeah. We, we can't deny that. He benefited off black music. He really gives black musicians the credit they deserve. Yeah, that's true. Because all he did was try to make him to Usher. Right. If you think about it, he's the white version of Usher. A little Usher. Yeah, he's the white version of Usher. If you really look, if you look at Justin Timberlake, if you look at his breakdown, he's just the white version of Usher. A well, a, a, a terrible one. That's all they do is try to steal our culture, and eventually they don't have one of their own. Well, they, it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, well, it's just whack. Yeah, it's, 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 it's well, they, no, it's a symbiotic relationship, really. What's their culture? Like, there, it's it's really a culture death. So, but um, it's like it's a symbiotic relationship where it's like you can't say music because they stole all their styles from black people. Everybody has music. I'll give you that. Yeah, That's every, that. Culture, every, every culture. Every culture. Has, I'm talking about the white American culture. But even the white American culture has its music. It just doesn't have a, a bass like, like it like Simon and Garfunkel. That's their culture. Oh, that's right. their best folk music. Song. Right. right, folk is their folk. best music. Right, hands down. You know what I mean? For us, we have a a culture of music that is really drum based. Like we hear, like if yeah. you listen to like classical the music, there's no beats in classical music. No. You're not gonna find that. Yeah. 
Like you're not gonna really find that in classical music. No. But if you go to African music, you you know that's an African yeah, drum. This is why we boom, boom, boom. This is the beat of a frequency that is a frequency of Earth. Like that. Why? Here's the thing. You ever ask yourself why so many other people di- can't rhyme or, or like listen catch a beat? Right. The frequencies are off. They're on a different frequency. They hear shit late. The earlier mm. you hear your frequency, the closer you are to the God level. Like that's, that's when we get to supreme mathematics. Yeah. That's a whole nother bucket. Right. But that's you know, if you look at supreme mathematics, it all makes sense if you do the knowledge. But it's like the problem is, is misogyny and there's the fold where the woman's not respected like she should be because I get you, you're my earth and everything like that, but a lot of motherfuckers have too much pride and they don't wanna they just wanna push her back. Right. She gotta be right up there with you. Right. Like if you look at like how the beautiful thing about Black Panther when you see Black Panther is the women and the men fought together. Mm-hmm. That's the beautiful thing to right. see about it. You see women of power. That's the structure that we need to operate as a community. But we don't because we're too we're too into male bashing or female bashing. Mm-hmm. Like male bashing more than anything. It's not that the brothers don't deserve it, but in the day, maybe we need to refashion our lifestyles. If you like this woman, this woman, this woman, this woman, whatever. Maybe we need to refashion our lifestyles outside of Christianity because it doesn't seem to be working for us. Right. And fashioning the lifestyle we want, where we don't look at each other as a being a crime for you to have this woman, this woman, this woman, as long as you take care of your children. Yeah. Right. Why aren't we allowing that? You know, why aren't we allowing, you know, these women to be who they, who they are? We're trying to dictate the narrative of who they are and we shut their voices out. That's why you don't see like a T.R. Wack being renowned as the illest rapper in Philly. Mm-hmm. T.R. Wack is ridiculously ill. But push her to the side. Right, She's yeah. nicer than Meek. I said it. She's nicer than Meek. Her style is is is, is somewhere between Andre three thousand, herself and Missy Elliott. Tierra mm-hmm. Wack is disgustingly ill. We're not putting her in you're not putting her where she needs to be at. We yeah. shouldn't be looking at female rappers in a different lane if we look at male rappers. We've got to throw them all in the same cycle and say who is hot? Who's hot? Mm-hmm. Who is crazy? Right. Fuck the fuck the gender at this point. Which nigga's the nicest? You ask me, one of the nicest females out here, Che Noir, is nicer than most of the niggas out here. Mm. Hands down. Che Noir is, is, is a, extremely skilled as a rapper. She's the female version of Biggie. Mm. And I don't give that title out to nobody. Right. Mm. If I said she's the female version of Biggie. Right, that's me. Like, I listen to her and I'm like, yo, there's wisdom behind these bars. Damn. Yeah, she's with Ransom's camp. You know what Ransom is, right? Yeah. Ransom, in my opinion, is the baddest nigga yeah, on, on record time. right now. Yeah, nice. Like, I like the Griselda niggas, but I love what Ransom is yeah, doing. Yeah, I like, I love the Griselda I niggas. I love what Ransom is doing. I love I love, you, look, I fuck with Conway. I think Conway is amazing. Yeah, Conway is tough. Amazing. Benny is amazing. Benny, yeah. But Ransom, if you ever listen to A Beautiful Mind, you ever heard that joint? Mm-hmm. Wait, which one was that? Wait. I never heard that, John. Hold up, I gotta cut this for you. This is like. Yeah, you definitely put that, John. Still recording. That's what you had. No, I said it's still recording. John Anchor. Yes, yeah, uh. I'm right here. Like the Lord overlooked us when he handed 
down his graces. See him racism. Fall short on enough tips of street entrepreneurial figures. Stuck in the walls of the project halls where the coat smell still lingers. External blingers is all we can make. Cause on the inside, we've been giving nothing to shine. Got a Friday, some of this stuff. They say that new duffalo sounds hungry enough. I've never lied to you. This how I'm summing this up. It's hard to replicate a hunger when niggas stomach is stuff. Mm. I'm not a man that looks for someone to bluff. Kept it in train, our niggas' numbers is up. Stick to your plans when niggas come to disrupt. Some niggas smile in your face while they put a gun in your gut. A newly refined, beautiful mind. If you needed an artist who's in his prime, who would you find? Especially when you're feeding the family doing a crime. I know the feeling being locked in a cage and losing the time. You should not be afraid of proving your pride. Visionary with the words that can lead a school of the blind. I'm paranoid of my mansion losing my mind. By the window with the tip of the barrel moving the blinds. No need for your commentary. Where was niggas at when I needed the commissary? Half of these niggas love to be in the cell. The other half dreaded here like Martin Payne at the monastery. Everything we do with our lives gotta be honorary. On top of making it monetary. When it come to murder, I'm commissary. Take a stand and you get in life as soon as your heart is ready. Duffel bag had to be him, savvy and grim. Soul searching in the valley of sins, daddy was him. Chip off the old block. And the gig is harder to get than coke, so niggas get their grind on. Cause the TV tells us, ain't hot, nigga, they all go black. In the gutter where you can find me. Who else gon' give you the realest verses besides me? Corona's got my eyes low, lower than Chinese. Supply these niggas masked up over them 5Gs. Supply the world with this vaccine. Relax, queen. I'm a little more than a Shaq meme in a rap stream. With that means I'm enlightened when I be writing. Black dreams of us fighting the shackles they try to tighten. I represent something marvelous to us all. A blueprint if you fatherless and you poor. No blueprints, the revolver is in the drawer. I'm a warrior in a garden, not a garden in the inner war. Steal against steal, I'm just sharpening up the sword. That's regardless of your wars. I'm a harvest, only applause. I die for you to live, put this martyr up on the cross. When the harvest took a course, I'm an artist you should endorse. Duffle and pray for something amazing. We holding every hustler and favorite stuck in amazement. My every step crushing the pavement, fuck the engagement. We Jesse and Walter White when they bubbled up from the basement. Who you think you about to be cuffing up in the station? I never met someone I can trust enough to be patient. My flow is quite clean, like the COVID 19. Pipe dreams, there was never a rush to touch any patience. When a nigga goes from not doing what you're doing, what can you tell him? Not to be a Shit, I got to be a nigga. That's what I'm telling you. We was out here killing right here. But they're not getting the credit. Exactly. Tay, Tay is like right behind him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's why I tell people like that's the type of music we need to have out there because you just feel the vibe from the from the from the music you feel the vibe. Right. And then when you hear Black Ice come on. That's soulful. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the type of music we need to be making to be able to raise the vibration of kids. Exactly. Change everything. Exactly. You know, my man said, I'm a gardener. I'm a, I'm a warrior in the garden. I'm a gardener in the war. war. Like, right. That was crazy. That was crazy right there. Instead of, uh, but the whole album is like that. Trying to enforce, influence kids to uh, pop pills and drink syrup and fucking yeah. all this other nonsense. It's that emo shit, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's the emo rap shit. Yeah. And motherfuckers are getting in it and it doesn't benefit us. It's killing our kids. You know, and then on top of that, you got the drill rap. It's really right. not helping because all that is is a war cry to go kill other niggas across the yeah. town. Mm -hmm. And not right. even really across the town. It could be three blocks over. Yeah. Across the street. You know, like Chicago was a whole other situation. Like being out there, I was out there briefly, but it just seemed like it was just like 
one like three car Molly game after the next. Wow. Educationally. Like, okay, I went out to um there's a, there's an all boys school out there. Uh, boys charter, I believe. Right? Mm-hmm. So I heard about it on the news. I'm like, cool, I'm gonna go get some kids from there to take the Lincoln or whatever. I get there and I'm talking to old bull who runs the uh who runs the, you know, college admissions or whatever, mm-hmm. council there. I'm talking to him about his numbers and everything like that. And he's telling me about his numbers and I'm like, all right, cool. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the kids' GPAs. I'm like, yo, this kid, hold up, this kid hasn't had this. Kid hasn't had this. How's he said, Well, you know, we have a hundred percent graduation rate. I said, Yeah, but these kids aren't prepared. I said, What's your recidivism rate? Right. Now that's the rate of kids who go to school and come back. Mm-hmm. He said, Well, that's the problem. I said, Well, what is it? He says like eighty nine percent. End up coming back to the city. Mm. They go to college to come back. Mm. They're not prepared when they get there. Wow. Of course. So there's a problem with education there. They're not being mm-hmm. properly educated. Okay. 89% of your kids are going to college and come back in the first year. Right. That means something wrong. Right. In the systems. Right. Where are you sending them to? Because if you send them to these big schools that are accepting them as a, say, as a means of saying, sorry, niggers, then there's a problem. Because right. when they're going to get there, they're just going to be on another plantation. Mm-hmm. A nicer one, granted, but they're not going to be prepared to deal with the rigor of the education there because right. they were prepared in this school. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if you send 100% of these kids or 99% of these kids to college. If they continue to come back, what good did it do you? That's why people pay so much for their kids to go to private school. Right. So you ain't got to pay for them to go to college right. because they learning and being prepared. And nine times 10, they're going to get a right. scholarship to go to college. And if you're at a resource star place, it doesn't matter. Right. Because you don't really, it doesn't matter. If you like, let me let me ask you a question. What's the highest level of math you did in your high school? Um, what's it? Uh, uh, algebra? No. Um, what's that? The algebra? What's the? Yeah. What's after algebra? Right. Algebra one. So algebra two. Geometry. 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 Algebra one. Trig. Algebra two. Trig. Mm-mm. I ain't trig the college. Okay. So I had trig in high school. Because my high school had the resources. Hmm. My mom was like, you're going to go to high school over there. My high school had the resources. So I took trade in point. What high school you went to? Uh, Highland High School. Highland uh, Regional High School. Oh, oh, okay. So that was my senior year. My mom was like, oh, you run track. Oh, you do right over there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Go get the track money. Go get the education money. Get it, Take advantage of all this. Because I got to the point where I was in high school and I had to take the train in Temple to take math classes because... My high school didn't have the shit that I needed. Oh, shit. So what high school you went to before that, John? That was Camden High. Huh? Camden High. Oh, you was with the Camden High. Yeah. Oh, shit. So the high school didn't have the, the, the shit that I needed. I had to hop on a train, go to Temple, wow. take classes at Temple, and come back home. Wow. Night classes. That's crazy. So I was on, I was on the train from... Oh, I was on the train from City... Uh, from what you call City Hall. You know what I mean? All the way up to Temple, back, back, into, back on the pack. Wow. Because they didn't have that math. That's crazy. You know, but that's that's what happens when you're in a resource storm, <laughs> resource starved area. You know, right. you don't you don't have ship shit. Yeah, it's like William Penn shit. They was like one of the number one rated track team. They ain't even had a track. Yeah, you're right. They, they ain't even had a right. garage. Yep. Wow. And what school right garage? The, 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 the parking under, garage. The most underserved the parking garage. Parking garage. Yeah, that makes you tougher though. I'll okay. tell you that. I'm just making you tougher. Wow, I never knew that. That's like crazy. You, we like, ran in the hallways. 
I went from one high school to the other. The, the hallways of Franklin. Yeah, we ran in the hallways. I thought y'all used Temple. We have, I mean, we would, that was outdoors, but sometimes we go to track, but yeah. majority of the time we was inside. Wow. I think our coach would say, play, play ball, play full court for two hours. Track coach? Yeah. We, on Friday, we play ball for two 